Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Together we are Wine and Sympathy. Yes, hello, lovely. How are you today? Oh, you know, getting by, getting by. How about you? Yeah, really good, really good. What you been up to lately? Um, gosh, what haven't I been up to? <laughs> I feel like I've been doing all kinds of things and nothing at all at the same time. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> it's like really busy and yet not busy. But busy, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so lots of music. That's literally what I've been up to. Just lots and lots of music. How good. Well, I've yeah. just been doing lots of beauty stuff and really working on my business and and training and just getting better and better every single day. Yes. Now we have a special episode today. It's a pre-recorded episode. Um, but do you want to tell us about yeah. who our guest is? Oh yeah. This <laughs> is somebody who I approached and spoke to her PA and you and I went back and forth for weeks because this woman is incredibly busy mm. and absolutely humble and generous with her time because she worked around her schedule and ours like an absolute machine. So Bryony Kennedy, thank you for being the legend that you are. Bryony is the creator of Adorn Cosmetics. We are super excited to talk to her be- today and also pre-recorded because I have been using her products for about a year now and I love them. Not only is she sustainable, she's environmentally friendly, she's also, all the products are um, guilt-free, natural and organic. I also love the fact that if you check out Adorn Cosmetics, their website, you can see the use of the word better in every description. Adorn is Australian-made, cruelty-free, sustainable, vegan, natural. As I said before, the list goes on. Just make sure you check it out, adorncosmetics.com.au. So, Bryony Kennedy, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you oh, are it's my pleasure. Yes. <laughs> now, you are the creator, founder, operator of Adorn Cosmetics, which is an Australian cosmetic company. Um, I just want to get a little more information about your background. What was the, like, what, what were you doing prior to starting Adorn? Well, prior to starting Adorn uh, Cosmetics, I um, had, I guess, more of a, a corporate background in a variety of industries. And then after that, I looked into um, and purchased a, a beauty salon in Melbourne. And um, I really wanted to do that because I felt there was a bit of a gap in the market with consistent beauty um, and the services and hygienic services. And um, also I looked at a membership program. So people who were loyal to that particular um, beauty salon, there was a membership program that we successfully implemented, a little bit like a gym. Mm. Um, And that's really where I guess I was opened up to the... Lack of support, I suppose, women had around makeup and skincare. It was kind of like, unless your mum showed you what to do, you just sort of fumbled your way through it, tried some stuff, wasted a hell of a lot of money along the way, probably damaged your skin and made it worse. And so for me, that became really apparent that there was a gap where women just needed some just very genuine um support around what was right for them um, without making it too expensive, convoluted and, and, you know, something of a chore. And that's where the idea of Adorn Cosmetics started to, I guess, um, seed in my mind. Mm. And now you created this company, uh, I'm assuming, on your own. That is a really huge task for someone to take on. Did you have people sort of in your corner that were helping you or did you truly just use your own business acumen to get this started? Yeah, (laughs) sounds like a whole lot of crazy, (laughs) doesn't it? Um, (laughs) If I I reflect, um, look, I guess 
it, it really, I mean, look, I would be lying if I, I said no, I have not received any support over the last 12 years. Of course, there's des de definitely been moments where I've come across uh, great people that have supported me either through ideas or encouragement or they're um, even momentarily have helped financially. Um, but really, it was my idea and, and my, I suppose, um, extremely hard work and, and dogged determination to, to make something of this. And um, the brand very much started um, as something that I felt was, I guess, an opportunity for me to, to do what I said before, and that is support women in their skincare and makeup journey. It was also an opportunity for me to continue being at home with my twins because I started the brand when they were nine months old because that's what you do when you have nine-month-old twins. Yes. Um, <laughs> you have got you've plenty so of time. much time on your yeah. hands. You, you start a business. Um, but it was it was something that I want. I wanted to be able to stay home with them. I've always been um, an entrepreneur. I had my first business when I was about 12, and I've still got the profit and loss book for that. Wow. Um, <laughs> And yeah, so I think I've just always been wired that way. And then, you know, I guess you, you fall into the school system and then you fumble way through, you know, various careers because you think that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and then for me, I'd had enough of all of that. And, and that's where, you know, the Adorn idea came with just an accumulation of my experiences along the way as um, a worker and as a woman and as a beauty user. And so, um, it was really just putting a lot of these things into play. It was making a whole lot of mistakes um, along the way as well from a business point of view. Um, but one thing I was always really clear on was making sure I surrounded myself with people that knew more than I did mm. about things. Um, you, you can't do everything. So I did outsource and get a lot of contractual assistance um, with people that I felt were better than, than me at certain tasks. Um, but what I was always very clear about was my idea for the brand and the idea for what we stood for. Um, I was really passionate about that side of it. So it was really just trying to find a collective force to, to come along for that journey with me to, to make that happen. Great. That's very humbling. Um, you know, for a lot of people, it, it takes a lot to ask for help. So that's, that's very encouraging mm. and inspiring. Um, now, I know that Adorn is made from cruelty-free products. It's vegan. It's natural. Where did the idea to come up with creating a brand of that nature come from? Again, you know, I'd love to say that there was a formula of me sort of coming up with statistics and um, business plans and marketing plans and all of these things, and I, I and I tested the market and, you know, I'd done all these fabulous things that people are listening could sort of implement into, you know, their idea. But the reality is, I did nothing of that um, description. <laughs> it was, it was, it was really that I created something that I wanted to use. It was as simple sure. as that. And I think that sometimes business, or not, I think, I, I think most times businesses are forged and successful because they're built on an idea, a simple idea that you are passionate about and that you would use yourself. I mean, it, it doesn't become um, a hard sell or even a sell at all when you've created something that you're passionate about. So, you know, 12 years ago when I started Adorn, of course, you know, natural and, and all of the things we stand for now were, were really not a big thing. And if anything, I was probably beating my head against a wall trying to make it a thing for a lot of people. I think my ideas were probably a bit ahead of the time um, in the beauty space, but sure. I did create something I, I was passionate about. And so for me, I wanted something that I could use that was a comprehensive range because I was sick to death as a consumer of, I didn't have the time to go into all these shops, read ingredients, um, one brand would have a good bronzer, but then I'd have to find another one that had a foundation and then the skin. It was like so time consuming and frustrating. And so I thought, imagine 
what other women feel like. And I know what I'm looking for. Like, this must be a nightmare. So I wanted to create a brand that I wanted to use that women would be confident with, they were loyal to, because they just knew if they pick up this particular brand, it stood for all of these things always. So, right. you know, Australian made and owned. Um one of the cruelty free, the vegan, natural, um, you know, known uh, toxin free. We don't use petrochemicals, mm. um, we don't use parabens. And what I'm most passionate about, because you, you know, you can have all those amazing things, but they mean nothing if we've stripped the environment of everything and we've, we've sucked the life out of it. So, you know, we can be cruelty-free, we can be vegan, but at the end of the day, if we're wasteful, all of yeah. that's just pointless. So what I'm most passionate about with this brand and always have been was being a very minimalised uh, or having a very minimalised approach to giving consumers a luxury guilt-free product, but one that only gave you nothing more and nothing less than what you needed. So mm. if you buy a lipstick, that's all you get. You don't get a box and plastic. Right. Uh, if you buy a foundation, it's not in a glorified box. And, um, and so when I started, this was a hard decision because back then, 12 years ago, no brand was successful online that was a colour cosmetic. I mean, you had to be in stores. Mm. And for me, it took a long time for this business to be profitable because even though we were growing, I wouldn't go into stores because if I did, it meant that I would have to put outer packaging on the products. Right. And it was a no-go for me. Yep. So one of my tips, I guess, and, and, and advice is don't be tempted by you know, quick financial gain if it's at the detriment of your, your belief system because eventually people will catch up to what you stand for and you'll find the right collective that believe the same thing you do. You don't want to tarnish your reputation or what you believe in by being tempted by monetary gain. So, yes, I could have probably built the brand a lot quicker, um, but for me that was, a, that was just not something I would um, sacrifice. Right, so you, you know, see, so it was about, yeah, yeah, raw yeah. naked products. You, yes. you buy a lippy, you get a lippy. You buy a skincare product, you get the skincare product. And further to that, we offer an end-to-end -end solution. So I was really passionate about not only providing a product that was minimal um, around, you know, its great ingredients, its packaging, but it's also how it's given to the customer. So. You know, we've always used biodegradable, recyclable packaging. Mm. We encourage our customers to save it for birthdays and Christmas and, and the private adorned community that we've got, um, you know, really gets excited about how much of their packaging they um, are collecting for Christmas time. So this is this honeycomb wrap that we, we use to protect the products when they're delivered to you. Um, and we also have biodegradable post bags that get sent out. Um, but what's so exciting now is over the last um, 18 months is that not only have we had either biodegradable packaging, but we now have a relationship with TerraCycle whereby our customers can send back packaging that's not refillable. And I'll talk about the refill side of it as well because I'm so excited about that. I love the refillable aspect of our business. But the products that you can't refill, say like a lippy or a cream blush, mm. you can send that packaging back to us and we send that to TerraCycle and they turn that into things like outdoor furniture, pots for your plants and things like that. So I love that. I love knowing that we provide that end-to-end -end minimal solution and every step of the way we're minimising landfill. Um, and the refill program, you know, that, again, was something that took a long time for people to get their head around mm. uh, because most, I think, thought, oh, I want a new foundation pot or I want a new blush pot. But now we sell as many refills as we do full size, which is so, um, you know, it's almost a relief for me because I, I feel like, you know, we're not contributing as much landfill. So we do record the amount of pots that have been saved from landfill by customers refilling them. Um, you know, so it's all of that. It's that recycling, the refilling and, you know, the, the sustainability side of the business that, you know, really gets me excited. Yeah, so you're, you're, compl you're fulfilling the circle of reduce, recycle, reuse. 
which is that's yes. fantastic. And I, I don't know that a lot of companies do that as a consumer myself. You know, you, you get something and, and it's all wrapped in that really tight plastic that you have to you know, rip it out of. And it might be something quite small like a USB, but it comes in, yes. you know, this massive package. And you're like, why? If it, oh. Why is it so much? And then you have it's, to it's find ways to recycle that. And most of that, you're right, just goes to a landfill. Yeah, and it's and I, I guess we get caught in this recycling mentality. And I think, you know, it's actually about reusing because mm. if you're recycling things, there's still resources used from the environment to recycle that product. Yes. So, you know, there's still electricity and, and, and I don't know, fuels and things oh, like that that water, need to run these be, machines. Yes, the, the, water, so yeah, much. All mm. of this stuff that has to be used to recycle those products. So, yes, it's great that we can do that if we have to, but really we should be looking at brands that support refilling where possible mm. and minimal... Uh, packaging at the at the forefront and the very beginning of your journey. And so one of the other things that we introduced, um, or I introduced rather when I started the brand was a sample program because of course, you, you know, you're selling color cosmetics on a website, yep. you, you need to be able to test these products. And so that was a bottleneck for us was how do consumers get to try these amazing products? And so having the amazing faith in the quality, I wasn't concerned about people having samples because mm -hmm. I knew they're awesome and then that they would convert to full size. But the reason that I also had the sample program and that it's so successful is that it gives women an opportunity to try products before committing to a full size product that ultimately could end up as waste. And I think that the last time I looked at the figures or something like 70% of beauty products end up in landfill before they're finished. Yeah, That's disgusting to me. Mm. So mm. I want to stop that from the get-go so please sample products first please yes. find the color that works the product that works before committing like yes i'd love to sell you all full-size products that i could make more money that way but no i want you to try it first because you know i'm i'm so passionate about making sure that customers get the right thing one because they deserve to spend their money on things they're using but from the environment's point of view i just don't want to contribute unnecessarily exactly you want the, the products to be full consumed before it goes either back to recycle or refilling. Now that makes Absolutely. great sense. I want to just jump back for a second on something that you mentioned earlier. Now you said like, this is going to be a layered question so forgive me <laughs> um, but <laughs> you had you mentioned that when you started Adorn 12 years ago that there were some things that you did that were a bit ahead of times. And one of those things that I recognized is that you were a completely wholly online only business. And mm. the second thing that you said was that you, you didn't use a lot of business models or do a lot of research before putting the company together. But I think the, the foresight that you had to create an online only business in my opinion, and this is only my opinion, so you can correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, but I, I know that creating a company of your nature that's, you know, fully sustainable, that is natural, is cruelty-free, I know that there can be a high cost associated with that. So when yeah. you were consulting with people to help you put your business together, was there any discussion on um, having a, a fully online business would be more of an economic benefit in order to create such a sustainable and cruelty-free and natural company? Sorry, that was a really layered question. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, um, to be honest, um, I don't think there was anybody that supported that idea, mm. if I'm frank. Um, yeah. I, you know, everybody that I spoke to one thought I was absolutely crazy even starting a, a makeup brand to, to start with, like, you know, because little, you know, humble living in a local suburb, Glen Waverley in Melbourne, and I'm, I'm <laughs> like, I, I don't have millions of dollars or even hundreds of thousands. I don't have any money to even really start this, if I'm honest. Yeah. I, I, I was, um, you know, waxing and, and doing little side jobs just to try and pay for things as they went along. So I had no um, initial investment and it was really just um, from a financial point of view, just just sort of 
plugging away. Um, so it took a lot longer from that point of view. But there was definitely um, resistance around my idea of being online. So whether I spoke to friends, family or people um, in the industry, uh, there was definitely, oh, you're nuts, you won't sell it. People, you have to be in store. If they can't try it, why would they buy it? Right. The other resistance that I had to my idea of samples was that no one will buy them. Um, people expect them for free. So, yeah, look, I think it was, I really had to have an unwavering belief in what I was doing because no one really, other than my husband, <laughs> believed that I was going to succeed with this. Um but for me, it was the belief, but also the hindrance of the finances. So mm. for me, some of the best decisions I've ever had to make were kind of ones I had no choice in either. So sure. I didn't believe in being in store, as we discussed, reasons why. But even if I did, I couldn't because I just didn't have the money to set up um, all these fancy, you know, store um, uh, displays and, and having reps and I just didn't have the money to do that so you know I had to be creative around how people were going to get hold of the products and so it really was me you know trudging the, the footpath uh, teaching classes in women's homes which I enjoyed mm. um, so that's really how I first started before the website was even built it was in women's homes uh, showing them how to use the products color matching them so I got a lot of feedback that way I guess and I could kind of test the market in that way yeah. um, and I got a bit of an idea that okay these women are buying the products it's uh, there may be some validation around what I'm doing I'm not so crazy yeah and then you know it was that sort of evolution into well how else do I now get this into people's product uh, hands and it was um, also probably before anybody else did I started using Facebook as a business tool sure. so Poor, poor people. I was just like adding every female that I could come across to my friend's network <laughs> just so <laughs> that they, if they saw the word adorn, you know, it was that whole repetitive marketing and, and I thought the more they see it, maybe they'll try it. So I was really using um, Facebook and LinkedIn for that. Uh, back then mm. and you know of course Facebook's very much geared towards businesses uh, doing ads and things now which sure. is great so yeah. there was a lot of things like that that I just tried to do because they were economical um, it made sense and it was to me um, a way of, of reaching the masses rather than um, just focusing on in store and also can I say the other reason I was not wanting to go in store was I was working so hard for the brand to stand for something that I really didn't want someone who was working I don't know 10 hours a week casually to sell all these other brands to promote or not promote my brand or say the wrong thing about it I, I really just didn't want anything tarnished um, sure. I wanted the information that a consumer got about Adorn was from Adorn and it was true and it was correct yes Yes, no, that, it, I mean, you have incredible foresight. <laughs> it's just amazing what, you know, just the, the small things that you've had to overcome, how it helped your business to become super successful and a, a kind of a business of the future, if you will, because that, you, this yeah. is kind of the, this is the step that a lot of businesses are starting to take now. And, and, and right. especially from 2020 with the pandemic where, a lot of oh. the brick and mortar stores had to shut down and they had no oh. idea of how to tra trans, like, yeah. you know, into like a, an online market. Exactly. figure it out. Exactly. So yeah, look, <laughs> you, you almost feel guilty in a way because we, we were so, yeah, that the foresight to do this was we were geared to survive um, these times and it, I almost feel a little bit guilty because it's not, um, we, we, always worked this way so we hadn't we didn't have to change anything about what we're doing um sure. if anything we've probably gained a lot more customers because they can't go to your traditional um department stores anymore or not mm. as often as they want and they're looking for safer ways to uh try their products um yeah. and one of the things that we we talk to people about is you know if you are worried 
about leaving the house. And I don't know about you, I'm not a big fan of, I mean, I use my own products now, but even when I didn't, before a dawn, I was like, I don't want to touch this Esther yes, stand. Like, exactly. God, I don't know. Yep. Did you go to the toilet before you touch the lipstick? I'm not sure. Yeah. So now <laughs> when, you, when you've got the concern around these highly contagious viruses that are, that are just clinging to everything, like why would you in a million years want to touch a tester stand? Like, exactly. oh, I just can't think of anything worse. So it just, everything about Adorn just makes sense now. Mm. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of businesses scrambling to try and replicate or, or sort of do a bit of what we're doing. And, um, you know, and yeah, a lot of this, the bricks and mortar store are, are closing down or having to rejig what they're doing. Mm. I would almost say that you could create a seminar on your business model and sell that <laughs> and I, like as a side stream to like take Adorn all the way to the next level. Um, Aww, thank you, lovey. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it truly is. It's amazing and inspiring. Um, I want to go back to the, the samples that you sell. So you use an online program that people can upload their image to so they can then I guess do a, a sort of a digital test of what products would look good on in terms of the makeup of what products would look good on their skin and then they can purchase that sample. How does that work? Yeah, so again, um, that was an idea I came up with where I thought, okay, well, um, what if, I mean, yes, we've got the samples, but we, we've got such a comprehensive range. Like, I think we're one of the very few brands that has such a huge range um, that, you know, it could be, still be a little bit overwhelming, even with the samples available. Mm. Um, so we do have sampler boxes built and designed around certain uh, tones of skin or colours of skin sure. so that there is a little bit of the guesswork out of that. But um, there's two points to the colour matching or the virtual colour matching system, why I created it. And, and it was so that, one, you knew what colours would suit you to start with, so you, you had a good, um, confident, uh, stress-free way of trying the brand. But then also, as you become an adorner, when you're looking at things like a lippy or you just want a second opinion about an eyeshadow or a blush or, you know, we all like second opinions, don't we, to know yeah. we've made the right decision. Not everybody's gifted in knowing what colours suit them. I mean, even their clothing, you know, that's why mm. they have... Um, uh, Colourists. What, what do we call... Stylists. Yeah, Sorry, stylists. Yes, yeah, um, exactly. So it's really about supporting the adorners. So what I wanted to do was not create a... Oh, do you look like this model, wear this? Well, because no one looks like that model. Right. Um, it was about, no, you upload a picture of you, your real face, um, and then we have real people that open that up and look at your image and analyse what we feel would be the best starting point for you. So would it be the light medium and or maybe the medium olive and would it be a cream or would it be a loose foundation? So mm. it's about giving people a starting point with their face, not trying to match it or, or digitally overlay hair onto your, you know, it's about matching it to you. So, you know, again, there was probably some resistance around people thinking, well, how are you going to support that? I'm like, well, we just hire and train more girls as experts to do that like it sure. doesn't it make sense to support your customers in the decision of what they're buying so they buy more yes. um not only is it the right thing to do to make sure that i mean it's three things isn't it it's like customer service is not just being there when a customer has a problem it's being there throughout the journey so that they feel supported that they're actually even making the right decision at the beginning and then when they've made that decision what the hell do I do with this product along the way? Like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just not sure. So giving them ways of using the products, so supporting them through tutorials. So assist them on what to buy, assist them on how to use it when they have, um, of course, purchased it. And, you know, it's all about then the environmental aspect of it as well from the sample point of view. But it, it doesn't make sense to me that you just want to sell a product and then there's a good chance they're not going to finish it and they're also maybe never going to come back because they've just wasted goodness knows how much and they, right. they're reluctant to waste that money again. So 
all of these things just made sense to me. I would rather put on people to support the customers because clearly that makes sense from a business point of view. Yes, yes. And and you do have a large repeat customer base. You you have an online community on Facebook, isn't that correct? Yeah, and apparently um, I've just found out that our, our uh, repeat customer is rate is higher than than anyone else that um, this particular expert had ever seen. So I'm, I'm wow. going to take that on board as yeah, a big pat on the back. So, <laughs> um, so, yeah. so definitely have an amazing retention rate for donors, and that's simply because of that. I think that there's this support, and um, and then we started the online community, so that exclusive donors community. I think it was September last year, and I think there's maybe four thousand. Wow. people in there now and what an engaged kind amazing bunch of people that that are in that community like they are just amazing and I just started that because I felt that people don't necessarily want to put their their picture on the main Facebook page that we run or our main Instagram or you know they, 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 they're a bit concerned who's going to see it will someone I know see it where this private community really gives people the confidence to upload pictures of themselves women who don't even like smiling or taking photos of themselves mm. are on there nearly every day and it just warms my heart that they've got the confidence now to put a photo up hey guys I'm wearing this lipstick what do you think mm. and then the response from the people in the community is nothing but pure kindness and support like it's just it's so refreshing that there's no trolling in there. There's no nasty, negative nonsense. Um, it's just an amazing way that not only are we in that community supporting the adorners um, and they have access to, to me. I do a lot of um, lives, so it gives them that exclusivity around reaching me. So I'm very, very involved with the brand um, and very involved with the customers. And so... On, on top of that, they then also get access to exclusive tutorials, but they get access to each other. Yes. And more than ever, people are lonely because mm. of the pandemic. Mm. Um, and some people are just lonely anyway. And so this gives people collectively, you know, makeup's almost like the secondary thing to talk about. Yep. It's like, you know, you, you, if you're a foodie, you'll go out and you'll, you'll experience the food and the wine together maybe where this is just an opportunity to discuss um, making yourself feel better, but in a way that you can also talk about other things with women that, that might be bugging you or um, that, you, you know, you need support around. So I just, I just love this group. I think they're an amazing bunch of people. Oh, that's beautiful. That, that's, that's a really lovely thing because you don't see that quite often with products. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's... I, I don't know how much they love seeing me live in my bath. So I do run... <laughs> So I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I do I um, occasionally. Okay, uh, probably not a bad thing. But I do a bath time waffle every now and then, and so again, I, I don't. I, I know a few people raised eyebrows when I said I was going to do that, but I, I was like, well, you know, the only time I have time to myself is when I'm in the bath. And so this is when I'm going to talk to our adorners. So, you know, I could talk about adorn. I might even just show them how I'm washing my face. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's PG rated. I, I, <laughs> I, I do like, you know. It, it's, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> my, my sons do walk in occasionally and look at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, oh, can they see your boobs? Like, oh, no. <laughs> um, I so, think that's great. You know, <laughs> uh, but it's like, it's like stripping down bare. Like, how... How um, raw could you get a founder or a, a business owner? Like, I've got no clothes on and I'm yes. talking to you. Like, I couldn't be any more raw with you about stuff. You're showing and us I that think, the products work. <laughs> well, well, yeah, that is that too. Um, if only they firmed bums and boobs, but they, well. it doesn't do that yet. Uh, That's next. So, so, you know, that, that might be next, but... But, you know, I think it's about looking at these ways of, you know, how you can communicate with your, um, your, your, your group or your collective or your supporters. And it doesn't always have to be the tried and true, sure. um, you know, ways of all the glorious the very lighting. Corporate-y and sort of, yeah. we're in a boardroom yeah. and this is how I'm going to talk to you today. Yeah, it's very real. It's very real. 
Correct. Mm. And, and look, that's probably one of one mistake I wish I had have learned earlier, um, and that is that I guess I had a bit of imposter syndrome where for the first nine years of the business, I, I did the odd model shot for the for the makeup because I was the cheapest model. Like I was free. Um, <laughs> so, so there was reasons for that. But I never wanted to be the face of the brand. I was like, no, I don't know, do not want to do that. I just want the brand to stand on its own two feet. I don't. I don't have the money for all the expensive lighting and the video equipment. And, you know, I guess I was comparing myself to having to look like um, Vogue and Chanel and, sure. and all these amazing tutorials that you see that are like, you know, doctored to the inch of their life. And mm. that was probably the biggest mistake I made. I think I should have really been the face and the story and the voice a lot sooner and not worried about that. Sure. Um, because probably the three worst videos I ever recorded, which was the first few that I did, I mean, we're talking in a bathroom that had the, such bad lighting that I had my phone precariously uh, standing on this stand on a double-storey window that was open. <laughs> and at any time, I thought it's going to fall out and smash on the ground. But I had to have it open because I had these ugly windows that were glazed over so i needed it open yeah um and i i just and the bathroom i was in at that point was like something out of i don't know the 1940s that had never been renovated and like i i, I think i said um about 20 or 30 times more than i said any other word oh, no. and so so yeah i was just this is not i am not comfortable with this at all i don't like it but i'm gonna do it because you know, there's got to be something else that we can do to get the business to that next level. Because even though the business was growing, um, at, at around year nine, we had no money left. Mm. So my husband and I were on the bare bones of our backsides um, because we'd invested everything. The hardest thing was the brand was growing. We had huge um, customers, but, you know, we'd always put our own money in there and, and it was it was tough. Like it was... Um, a very comprehensive range and you know you, you, you run out of money you just you yeah. just do and we'd never you know we didn't have an investor and, and things like that so I had to look at other ways and so having those three shitty videos let me tell you <laughs> you've got to put your you've got to put your pride aside people because I can't think of anything worse I've done right. and those three videos like uh, like it was like 200 percent or something ridiculous turned our business around in the matter of three months wow um so we went from nearly either we have to sell or go bankrupt i don't know this is just terrible like it's so bad because someone's going to walk in and take over this amazing brand mm. um or i have to do something different and the only thing i knew that i hadn't been doing was putting a story, putting my face, just being raw. Yeah. I was too worried about being all glitzy and perfect um, and trying to look like the Chanel of the natural world. And, and I wasn't focusing on the fact that most people don't want to look at that. They know that's not real. And mm. so I, I'm absolute proof and testament that you could do the crappiest, disgusting thing ever and turn your business on its heels. Like we, you know, we became a, a multi-million dollar business very, very quickly just by me doing that. And wow. I'm so thankful for those crappy videos that I did. Yeah, no, it's true. I hope, I mean, I hope to God they've gotten better. Yeah. <laughs> they look great. The few that I've seen, I think they look amazing. And they're real. And I think that's what people want to see. It, it makes it, it makes it, it, consumers trust more when they can see the reality of what they're getting. And so, Absolutely. again, that amazing business foresight <laughs> that you have, you're, you're trusting your gut, which is something that a lot of people don't do. And so that's... I think uh, that might be the name of my book if yeah. I bring one out. <laughs> you should. You totally should. Trusting, <laughs> that should be the name of your, your business class, Trusting Your Gut, <laughs> and of your yes. book. <laughs> It'll sell yes. like gangbusters. Yes. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want a mention just, you know, on the back page. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll, put, I'll have to put a mention in the foreword yeah. for you. <laughs> exactly. So now, um, what's, you've come a long way with Adorn and, and so successfully. What's next? next oh what's next um definitely so there's a couple of different layers and um from a 
product and a brand point of view, it's it's looking at more um, skincare because we did just start as a color brand and, mm. of course, building that loyalty and almost that adorner cult along the way. You know, the women and, and, and men that use the brand um, have wanted more. So there's definitely more to come around our offering. Um, and there are also opportunities that we're looking at to go look at more global expansion. So um, for us, it would be looking at ways of distributing overseas, still our brand being in control of um, the sales and the customers. That's something I always want to have. Mm. Uh, but looking at maybe distribution points in different areas, maybe the UK or US or wherever it might be, so that it becomes... Um, you know, more reasonably priced to post our products to overseas customers. So whilst we are global, it sends everything sent from Australia, our warehouse here. Mm. Um, but, you know, it becomes a little bit prohibitive to people overseas when, you know, they're wanting to order things with possible taxes and then just even the, the postage on its own. So looking at those um, ways of doing that, but again, in a way that we don't have to add any extra packaging um you know that's something that it, it's a little bit hard harder decision around how we want to do that but that is definitely global um looking at more ways of promoting the brand so whether you might see my face on a billboard or some tv <laughs> ads or something like that um but yeah really just trying to get more exposure um, sure. and make it more accessible to, to the masses now mm. that we're really confident that we've got you know, a, a great brand, a great line of products and, you yeah. know, a, a great a great community behind us. Like, to be honest, thank you to everybody who just talks about Adorn, to their local hairdresser, to their, their local Coles service chick. Like, I, I, people just are constantly referring us and, I, and, you know, they are the little warriors and the soldiers out there promoting this Australian brand and I'm forever thankful for that. Mm, that's fantastic. Well, Bryony, thank you so much for joining me today. I know your time is very precious and limited. I mean, you're running this multi-million dollar company, so that's amazing. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to promote? I, I think I would like to promote the Adorna exclusive community, to, to be honest, because I think that, you know, you check that out on Facebook, and I think... Get into that group because even if you don't like makeup, what an amazing bunch of women to be part of. Um, I can't I can't promote that enough. I mean, definitely check out the Adorn Cosmetics website. Um, and, you know, we've, we're on all aspects of social. Check out our samples. We're there to help you. And, of course, have a play with the colour matching and just see what we come back with to assist you um, to start your guilt-free journey with our brand. Great. I, I love the, the colour matching idea. As a matter of fact, I've... I've been meaning to upload my face because I am part of the community and I've been meaning to upload yep. my face just to, to see what colors are um, available for me and I, I know that it, like finding colors for all skin tones is a challenge and so um, yep. I'm happy to say that if you don't have anything that matches me, I'd be happy to be a model. <laughs> So oh, that when you're when you're ready to go glo globally and into areas yeah. where you have people that have um, skin tones that match mine, I'd be very happy to model them for you. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And that and and we are forever um, expanding the range um, to suit all skin types and mm. tones as well. So mm. thank you so much for that. Absolutely, yes. I appreciate that. Yes, I would like. I I love makeup myself. So. Um, I'm, and I'm very happy to support a company such as Adorn that has these such amazing values and it's Australian owned and it's run by a woman. I'm not shy to say that, yes, I yes. bat for women heavily. Um, <laughs> so, yes. like I said, you, you are an inspiration and um, on behalf of myself and Vanessa, we are just so grateful that you decided to have a chat with us. So thank you oh, so it's much. Been, it's been lots of fun. It's been lots of fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no worries. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we'll chat with you again soon. We're going to take a short break. That's Not Canon is a community committed to giving new podcasters a platform to share their voices and have some fun. If you would like to get started podcasting or simply enjoyed this podcast and would like to find out more, you can head over to our website at that'snotcanon.com. If you simply want to support us and what we do, 
we would very much welcome your patronage at patreon.com forward slash that's not canon. Oh, that makes me so happy. Somebody who recycles as well as uh, just gives back to the community. Guys, get on it. Jump on it. You can try the sample packs on adorncosmetics.com.au and, and you can actually enjoy the products for what they are. Uh, please give it a, a, a good hug and a good listen and a good follow and, and join the Adorn community. Yes, yes. Bryony is an extraordinary business person, so um, we are very grateful that she took the time to talk to us. But now yeah. it is time for us Ooh. to play our favorite game. Open up. Is it our favorite game? Well, I mean, it's the podcast's favorite game. <laughs> because we're too lazy to find anything else. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, this is a good one. Is it? So it was my choice, by the way. I just went ahead and pulled out a stick. Yes. So open up, brought to us by Wiggity Bang. Uh, what are you a snob about? And explain Asabi Go. Oh, my God. This is going to sound so bad. Um, I could name like three things. <laughs> I am a snob about singing. I am a huge snob about singing. Now, let me say that I respect everybody who sings. I, I truly do. Um, because it's it's not easy to get out there and to get in front of an audience and to showcase your, what I call, a natural talent because it's your body, right? But sometimes I hear people that I'm like, oh, I mean... Yeah, okay. Good on them for getting up there. Oh, wow. <laughs> Guys, if you would have seen that facial expression, that was like, good on them, but really her face was, get off the stage. Uh, no, I don't mean to, because and this is the thing. Everybody has different preferences and different likes. And who are we to say that one is better than the other? Well, we are because everybody has an opinion. So you do have a right to say that. Well. You just don't have to be a... Asshole about that it. That is correct. That's right. So I have the utmost respect for everyone that gets up and sings. Do I necessarily like everyone that gets up and s or not that I don't like the person, but just what they present in terms See of See folks, voice. this is the epitome of the snob about <laughs> singing. She's like <laughs> basically digging her own grave there. Like yeah. No, I stand by everything I say. And a lot of people know this about me. They know that, you know, for example, Britney Spears. I don't think she's the best singer by any means. But I have a shit ton of respect for her. Totes. Yeah, and I love her. I do love her. Would I pay money to go and watch one of her concerts? No. Well, because you'd just be paying for her lip syncing, but... But she's recorded and it's been auto-tuned. It is her. Have <laughs> you ever done a Britney Spears impersonation? You know how some, peop some people can do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> can you do it? <laughs> I'm Britney. No, I Oh, can't. my God, that totally <laughs> sounds like a porno. <laughs> I cannot do Britney, nor would I want <laughs> to do Britney. <laughs> when you laugh, because it goes into the red. <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> I have a loud laugh. So, Vanessa, yep. what Ooh. is something that you are a snob about? I'm just paraphrasing. So yep, I totally get that. Um, and I am a snob about a couple of things, but off the top of my head, um, health and beauty. Mm. And uh, it shits me to tears when I've told somebody whether it be my mother or somebody in my life for the past five years, what to do because this will help them. And then five years later, somebody else outside of the uh, family or somebody they've just met tells them to do it and they start doing it. And it's like, um, I've literally been telling you to do this for the past five, ten years. And it absolutely gets my goat. And, and I, I love goats. And I can tell you people, Vanessa knows her shit when it comes to Thanks beauty babe. and facial. Like you know you're singing too. Thank you. When she tells me, Asabi, go do this, I'm like, okay. Actually, you're the only it. person who does listen <laughs> to me when I say stuff like this. Well, because first of all, I see your face. <laughs> it is fucking gorgeous. So I'll stop, but keep going. It's true. Mm. And, you know, and, and then uh, you are a professional beauty therapist. Yeah. So... It's kind of like a doctor coming up and telling you, oh, you should really get that mole checked out, and you don't do it because <laughs> it's a doctor. What? Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, thanks for that. I just get, re I get really snobby about it because um, some people in the past haven't listened to me, or actually still going, don't listen to me. Yeah. Um, and that gets my back up, and therefore I get a bit of a, uh, what is it, a, 
an attitude yeah, me, yeah, about it. But yeah. And when I speak, I don't mean to have an attitude about it. But when I know my stuff, I know my stuff. Exactly. And not only that, but as I'm being trained even more so now, I'm learning even more. And I'm just an absolute sponge for it because I'm incredibly passionate about it. I think I'm also quite snobby about various things that I know. Mm. And when I know it and people den- and throw it back at me and deny me, it's just like, ah, oh, that's annoying. And that's just the basically because my whole life, my family, um, my close family has said I'm a liar wow. or, or said that I lie about things. It's like, well, yes, I lied when I was five or six because actually all children do. Exactly. I loved lying as a child. But I don't lie. No, you And don't. I'm not a liar. And I will say, people, the tips that Vanessa has given me have, like, I had a dry skin patch on my face, and Vanessa get said, put this cream on. Worked like gangbusters. Take my step. skin is lovely. Uh, she's given me a lip balm that I use all the time. I don't think I tell her that. Didn't we make... We make s- we made products and hair products together from your yes. expertise and yep. also mine. Yep, I make my own hair products. But also, I have I ever lied to you? You have not. So yeah. nothing I have ever put on my face has ever caused. And Vanessa knows that I have very sensitive skin, and yep. I am very particular yep. about what I put on my face. And she's always explained everything to me, which I really appreciate. Um, yeah. So if Vanessa tells you to put it on your face, put it on your face. <laughs> so I'm a snob <laughs> about face and health and beauty and you're a snob about singing, singing. Mm. in your face in your face in your throat oh no that's no, weird in your mouth oh okay uh, we went there <laughs> no we did no oh, well mm. well everybody this that's has the been end huh? another episode yeah it has been and thank you so much uh Bryony. seriously talking to her uh not once but twice, twice um yeah. and, and listening to this amazing episode asabi did a great job and i'm just i'm just so impressed with the caliber of the people we're getting to talk to. Mm. Good on you because Good you're on the us one in sympathy who's been bringing these people in. So. so guys, check out the Instagram, check out the Twitter, and of course check us out on Facebook because we will do updates. And make sure you stay safe out there. Yes, stay safe. All right everybody, this is Bobby. This is Vanessa. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.